Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here at the Shane Oliver Experience, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Turrbal and Yagara people. We pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. I've got with me Liam Matson of Matson Art, formerly of Siberian Hell Sounds as well. How you going, man? I'm right, man. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Just trying to smash out day-to-day monotonous activities. You know how it is. Fucking work, sleep, eat. Yeah, not getting enough jerk of any of those things. <laughs> Too much of work and not enough of the others. But. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. I hate that so much. But anyway, enough of the shitty shit. What have you been up to? Um, Currently, something very out of the ordinary, which is, I guess... In a weird way, a beautiful thing, but the circumstances are fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, and more so a closer friend of the community I'm involved in, like Trent Riley, T Bunner, has gone missing fishing, and um, a lot of us have been out day and night as much as we can. Friends, family, close homies, complete strangers, random people with boats, just, yeah, just looking for him, like trying to bring him home. So yeah, shit. Yeah, so that's uh, been a bit of a downer out of normal day life, but um, also yeah, on a, in a weird sense, like a really beautiful display of love, and it's even gone global. Like Thrasher magazines posting things about it, like just getting the word out there. Just even in our own community in Brisbane, like there's still so many people who, for some reason, are still unaware of this. Like yeah, no shit. Like, I'm not one to watch the news or anything, and I mean, obviously, I'm sort of closer to that circle but well i've only seen it well whenever when he did go missing because i I don't know him personally but i know people that knew him Hmm. um through other through you know through through a friend yeah and i only saw it on the telly i only saw it on the telly when the day he went missing i think it was and then that was it i haven't seen anything on the news since yeah about it Uh, i could be wrong but I've only I've only seen it once. Yeah, I mean, and again, I don't watch a lot of TV either. But yeah, yeah. I, I pretty much don't watch TV at all. So everything I'm hearing's yeah, just through the circle of the people close to him and everything. And like, um, I did see tonight actually Seven News shared an update more that just just to make people aware. I guess that the search is still going, and right. I guess a sort of a inadvertent like uh, encouragement to get other people involved. I guess it it is still going, and yeah. Mm. Well, it, it is. That yeah, it's a tragic fucking s- circumstances. So he was he was out on the water, uh, and he fishes regularly all the time. All like the time, very experienced fisherman, um, bit of a nature boy, just like yeah, just, yeah, just knows the land, knows the sea. I feel like yeah, yeah, fuck. And he was out fishing late in the afternoon, and 
there was reports of his dinghy uh, kind of going well, going around in donuts essentially. Yeah, from yeah. what I've heard, like obviously I wasn't there, but um, yeah, from the reports I've heard from people who are very close to him and like uh, like actual news reports and shit as well. Um, yeah, apparently it was found just sort of ghost riding, I guess. Yeah. So the engine's obviously been running and he's gone overboard at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. What do you do about that, man? I mean, yeah, we're like, not like obviously I'm I'm not even the biggest part of it, but I'm, I've been doing what I can every chance I can. And there's people that have been going since the day went missing, sleepless nights mm-hmm. out on the water at night, pretty much until they're told by authorities to go have a rest like yeah go home um, yeah which is a fucking amazing effort from like from all those boys so like shout out to tim and reese and everyone and yeah oh that yeah man fuck what do you what do you say what do you say to that fuck yeah when you just when you know so many so many people uh it's just such a tight-knit community yeah it's just everybody kind of knows everyone yeah, I mean, um, so it's, it's crazy the amount of people I've even seen sharing it that I would have had no idea whether they actually know him or they don't. It doesn't even matter at this point. Like, mm. But just the amount of people, like, scrolling through Instagram the other day, like, every single story that I was just skipping through was all the same information about, like, the photo of Trent, where he was last seen, what he was wearing, mm-hmm. um, where to go to help and everything like that. And that's just constantly being, put like, pushed through everyone's Instagram feed, which is fucking unreal. Like, yeah. So... Hats off to absolutely everyone, even if, like, you're not physically capable of doing anything, even just sharing information is, like, it might encourage the next person. You just never know. Like, it's you don't have to be a family member or a friend or anyone to be the one who finds him. You, it can be just any person, and so you might be that person. People like to share these ridiculously stupid memes or, like, these cancel culture pictures online saying, don't take our freedom, don't take this and that. Let's do it. Let's do it the same for. Yeah, I mean, as uh, much as I love seeing all the funny shit all day in day out, like it kind right. of that's a little nice little distraction from work and reality. But like, when there's something to be done, mm. focus on that. Like, put yourselves aside for a minute and think of like from what from the way I know Trent. Like, I'm not overly close to him, but I'd still call him a mate. Mm-hmm. Um, always have a beer with him. He's always really nice to me. I know he from from his character and from what I know of his character from his friends that I'm closer to i guess like he'd probably be the first one on the like leading the front lines if someone else was in that position so like he'd be there yeah it's it's not even about who you're looking for anymore no no it's just like someone's missing that person's loved go get them like everyone deserves to be found if they're lost sort of thing i guess absolutely in Uh, more ways than just being physically missing too like yeah yeah of course and it really goes to show not not just from uh, a music community standpoint but this is this is sort of a like a not a, not a culture thing but you know the skaters and the musos are all kind of like it's a similar mindset yeah like right just it's very community based and build your own community we're not part of DIY yeah right? yeah you know it's it's a hard thing and you really don't want to you, you never want to think the worst could happen uh, in, in these sort of situations you just kind of really hope for he's just some he's somewhere somehow like yeah yeah it's it's fucking hard man so i again i i don't i i haven't met the person i haven't met the person fucking idiot i haven't met trent before 
but I know a lot of people know him. Yeah. And if there's any way that I can help to help uh, promote the, the the continued search for him and to yeah like you said bring him home you know i'm yeah more than willing and wanting to do my part too you yeah. know and it it is it is one of those those things that when this sort of shit does happen you do see the best of people uh the best of intentions come out of people as yeah. well that's it like i'm um, on a few of the search parties i was on like monday and tuesday complete randoms they're like asking me like everyone sort of i guess that's the general small talk at the start of it when you're with a bunch of complete strangers mm-hmm. dropped on a fucking boat in the middle of mangroves in the middle of nowhere it's almost like a fucking episode of one of those survivor things or something but <laughs> you like, dropped in the middle of fucking yeah just making of an island talk. <laughs> yeah. learn how to make a fire bitch <laughs> yeah pretty much but like fucking find our mate but like yeah but like obviously the small talk at the start is like oh like people asking me like oh like how do you know trend or whatever i'm just like oh sort of just through like my mate to skate and hanging out at this bar and stuff like shout out to yard dogs. <laughs> Yardies. And, um, um, but like, and then I asked these, this lady and her mother and she, um, like 60 plus year old woman who's out there trudging through mangroves with us, with her daughter, who's probably about my age, I guess. And, um, yeah, I'm like, Oh, how do you know him? And they're like, Oh, we don't at all. I'm like, Oh, do you know like friends of the, whatever. And they're like, no, like just saw what was going on and we wanted to help. I'm like, fuck was like welling up in my eyes. Eh? I was like, yeah. fuck, that's beautiful. Like, Complete strangers, man. You do see, like, with everything going on in the world outside of uh, this, with your interactions with people and just the sens- sensationalization is that the word I'm yeah. thinking of? Um, of just so much fucking bad that's happening in the world. Because let's be fucking honest, right? It, 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 the world can be a pretty shitty place. Oh, and this last, like, year has been a ride. Like, fucking A, right? It's yeah. been pretty shit mm. but you do have you do have those moments that come through when you're just like fuck yeah i want to i want to be here you know i want to be here for the right reasons and yeah and it, it becomes like i guess it's like a little ego death in a way it's just sort of being a part of something bigger than yourself mm. completely selflessly it's like no nah, this is just what needs to be done just mm. get on and do it like and it kind of yeah it puts your own problems in perspective and everything and you sort of look at life in general, I guess, and it, yeah, you yeah. realise how precious a lot of shit is. Yeah, fucking A, man. And so what's what's the best way that people can help with this at the moment? Um, literally every day until something changes, I guess, is um, Port of Brisbane boat ramp, which is like at 19 Port Drive, like Port of Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just type in Port of Brisbane boat ramp in maps, it comes up from 7 a.m. onwards, try and get there as early as possible. But if you're late or whatever, there will always be something to do. Whether you do like, actually, I stopped in after work the other day because I couldn't get any more time off. Just doing jerry can runs to the servo up the road, like mm-hmm. just helping pack up and or go get some supplies, whatever. That always there's all hands on deck. Like there's something to be done. Mm-hmm. Everyone's down there just constantly moving. Like Trent's older brother Shannon, he's just nonstop around the clock running shit. Um, a few volunteer ladies who are organising a lot of the searches. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, there's just people in and out all day, like strangers with boats that have just offered them, just doing ferries of people out to drop them off in mangroves or mm-hmm. they've um, towed back a few of our mates on kayaks that got a bit stuck and like, yeah, yeah. so just literally anything, like you don't have to be the fittest person on earth, just there'll be stuff to do around the port, like anything, like mm-hmm. just even, just even keep up like people sharing it online and everything, like there's, it's not over till it's over, like yeah. until he's home, so. 
Yeah, that was the other thing too, was that, you know, some people would really, really want to help, but they can't physically do it, so... Yeah, like, the the online presence is just as important, I feel, like... There's no, there's no someone, someone's better for doing someone else. There's no heroes in this. It's just like we're all in it. Just do it. Like yeah, yeah, right. Talk yeah. to talk to people. Don't just don't just click share on something because it's like the trendy thing to do right now. Try and look at it as more than that. Like try and actually give a shit. I guess like yeah. Talk to people in person when you see them or like just whatever. Like fucking. I'm not going to encourage anything, but go spray paint it on a fucking wall. Like <laughs> oh yeah, no no be. Be be you, mm. right? You yeah, know, whatever yeah. your means of talking to people or getting a message across, try and put yourself in the position of someone who does give that much of a shit about it mm-hmm. and just act the way you would about something you give that much of a shit about, I guess. like yeah. yeah, I mean, you see it every day with everyday things, right? There's patriotism for the country. Like, you see all the fucking mad dogs go ape shit about that, right? Yeah. I always wonder where that shit comes from that way. Like, you, you're, you've, you're like 25 years old and you've got, like, the fucking Southern Cross tattooed on you and, yeah. you know, like, you've got the flags decked out all across your car and fucking you've got the flag waving out the front of your house. Fucking, man, you're, you're passionate about Australia, yeah, right? Yeah, but, like, and they're usually the ones who know the least. Like, Yeah, it's... But just put some of that passion into something local, like... Right, yeah, yeah something like, current and something real. But you know, you love your fucking country so much. Give back yeah. to all the guys that where they started was your backdoor local, mm. right? You know, it's it's a funny world, eh? Especially where it's come to now, yeah. Like, and how they and just how people deal with shit. It's very it's it's very online based now as well. Like, and I mean, that's one of the best ways to communicate with a lot of people, especially during like well your lockdowns and stuff like that that was the only way you really could essentially communicate with people was online yeah it sort of like made me a little bit less i used to be quite jaded on just like oh everyone's just like to a degree everyone's someone else online so like i got everyone got like i feel like a lot of people got too caught up in like i have to only portray these parts of my life or like the glory the fucking glossy exterior i guess and then everything else is just left in the dark and like you go and meet that person in real life and you're just like, oh, fuck, you're like nothing like this. I'm like, yeah, well, no one is at the end of the day, really. Like, I think maybe that, I guess that's, uh, you kind of just made me realise that that's kind of like one of the reasons why I don't post a lot online anyway, like especially with Facebook, regardless of the algorithm shit, which is so fucking frustrating. <laughs> for me, anyway, if I wanted to promote more of my podcasts and stuff, I would have to be paying it for advertising in yeah. order to get people to see it. You know, Which I got is something ridiculous. Like, like. I got something like eight hundred people that follow me, but apparently, like with my last post, which was sharing. Also, that's another thing we'll talk about is the uh, the benefit gig for Trent too. Yeah, uh, was the fact that got like something close to eight hundred followers or something on the Facebook page. Eight people, as what I saw, like at nine o'clock this morning after sharing it yesterday afternoon, when when it got announced, mm. like nine people saw it. Yeah, how the fuck does that work? Right? Because you don't have fake tits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that too. Uh, But that is just bullshit, right? So in order for me to get that reach, i got to spend that dollar bill, and that's fucked. Yeah. You know? That makes no sense. And it's kind of better on Instagram. It's like, I mean, people still see my... More people see my stories on that Mm. than they would see me sharing. Because I know, like, it helps to type and post and do all that comment and all that sort of shit but that was what i was leading to before is that i don't 
like that. I don't like that sort of alter ego persona. I, I like seeing it on other people. Yeah. But for me, I don't really know, which is, it's just really, really ironic too, because I'm doing a podcast, right? But yeah. even like, but just actively being more engaging online and posting and commenting. I fucking hate that. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I think people are shit for doing it. No, I I, I read people's posts. I read people's comments and they're big ones. And, and I like to, you know, like don't, we were saying before, don't just scroll through and not pay any attention. I like to read through that shit and know what it's about. Mm. So I like to keep in touch with what's happening in the world. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know, it, it, it I, I like I said, I, I enjoy seeing other people do it, but when it comes to me, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I, I don't want to be that person, but yet I have the platform to do it, but I don't want to do it. I'd rather promote other people's shit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know, like getting people on podcasts to talk about their art or their music or or crazy shit that's happening in the world that affects not just the music community, but um, the the local community as a whole like it's bigger than we realize you know? yeah i mean whether it's a music community or not it's still the word community itself like it's exactly it's if not you, just the sounds or the pictures that you're looking at or whatever it's like it's the people involved it's the yeah like everyone coming together to make something happen because one person can sit there and try all their heart and like and all they want just burn themselves out but it's not going to happen unless everyone contributes in some way like to anything really like it's what I really like about Netherworld as well is the fact that they're able to do like these little pop-up art shows and stuff and that brings like the local people together or even just your friends to start with to get it together. You come out and check out the art and you have a few beers, you can socialise and then you start getting some act like regular folk come through who mm. you don't meet before and they're checking it out and you can start engaging with them and expose them to um that that culture of or that scene i should say of yeah how, how shit comes about like it's all fucking from our pockets you know yeah exactly and like <coughs> i can literally speak from first-hand experience with exactly what you're talking about like that's pretty much where i got my start is like being featured in anything as a, like a visual artist was through netherworld like mm -hmm. um shani one of the bartenders is also like a well she's she's obviously a bit more profound than i am as an artist or known and um, she pretty much gave me my start there, and like that was my first galleries I was ever in. And so mm -hmm. exactly what you, exactly what you just said, like yeah, it was just my mates. I just fucking hound my mates, be like, I've got a, one little painting in this thing. Like you have to come, you have to come. Like it's gonna be sick. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, whatever. Like I'll come look at your fucking shitty drawings and shit. And like, <laughs> Thanks, man. And then like, <laughs> I appreciate the love. But yeah, I mean, it it kind of worked to a degree. Like I'm not. I'm never not going to be some career artist. I don't really want to be. I just I like to keep it as a passion thing. But yeah, that sort of thing. It wouldn't happen without that community of people just sort of backing each other. And mm -hmm. yeah, what what do you define as not uh, not making it as like a a career sort of thing? Like because well, a hobby, I should say. Um, like you, you could very very likely make a lot of money. Doing Possibly what you, do. you could, but like. I did give it an experiment a couple of years ago. I quit my job and just like ran the risk, like ran the gauntlet pretty much as I say, I'm just going to solely live off art, like, and see how far I can go with that. Mm -hmm. And I did it about for about six months. I know that isn't very long in the grand scheme, but like when you're fucking struggling week to week, trying to sell a painting here and there or trying to get a mural gig, six months is a pretty fucking long time. And, um, like I got by, but it wasn't comfortable. Like, yeah, I mean, it taught me a lot about fucking, 
scraping by and a bit, bit a bit smarter with my money and shit and mm-hmm. not not just not knowing that i don't have that disposable income every week like so it was like it was a really good learning curve for like self-growth i think but a lot of the projects i had to take on to make ends meet sort of felt more like a job yeah. there was a lot less passion in it like did a few murals for like businesses and stuff and way less like borderline no creative like freedom in it mm-hmm. um which is cool because it's sort of like fine-tuned a lot of skills in like aerosol and bigger scale stuff yeah, yeah but um yeah i just there was no passion in a lot of it and um that's why i sort of was like okay i'm just gonna go back to getting a regular job just went back to my trade and just like it became art just became a passion project again which is i'm enjoying it a lot more this way like mm. i get more fulfillment out of just painting a small canvas as a gift for a friend that's like totally personal to them. Yeah. It's not for anyone else. Like a lot of them I won't even post online. It's just like, it's just for that person. Like, yeah. And that means more to me than fucking making a few grand on a mural for something that takes me a couple of days. Like, yeah. And that's the thing too. When, when your dream or your, your favorite hobby or your, your biggest passion becomes one of those fucking Monday to Friday monotonous jobs. Yeah. Man, like I mean, how are you supposed to feel about that? You're doing the job that you supposedly fucking dreamed of doing and yet you're just like, this is not what I wanted to actually yeah. do. What the fuck, man? Yeah, it sort of it kind of made me a little bit jaded on art as a whole for a while. Like uh, after I started working again, it was a couple of months before I really produced anything again. I sort of mm-hmm. just on a bit of a downer like, oh, fuck, like I've, I've lost my fucking Midas touch or whatever the fuck you call it. Like, mm. yeah, my like just art just went on the back burner for a few months and I got, I actually did get like quite down mentally as well. I was just like, what am I even doing here? Like the one thing I thought I was like here for is like, oh, not that. And then it's just, yeah, I got in this big like existential, like existential crisis sort of thing, I guess. Like it's, there's nothing fucking worse than not knowing what you want to do. Yeah. You know? And I'm currently going through that right now. I'm just bouncing between sort of ideas of what I really want to do. But I've kind of just hit this point where I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm doing the Monday to Friday thing right now. I like the job that I'm working at. Like the, the crew that I work with are awesome. Mm. You know, I couldn't ask for a better boss. Yeah. You know? And there's only four of us. Like that's, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And so we all get on, like we all have to get along basically. So it's, you know how you talk about like the family business quotation marks. Yeah. Um, this does feel like that because there's four of us there's it's the size of a yeah, family essentially a right? so we got to get along yeah. otherwise we're fucked and we do and when you enjoy pe- working with the people around you it does make the job easier yeah more more enjoyable and like I, my dream's not to work in a warehouse for the rest of my fucking life like it's pretty not that's me like some people it is yeah right? there's nothing wrong but, with it but, like, but that's not my dream yeah i don't want to fucking do that uh, but that's the thing. I'm not really quite sure what I want to actively pursue. Mm. Like I've got hobbies that I take on at the moment. Um, my biggest one right now is axe throwing, and I go to Lumberpunks pretty regularly. Shout out to those guys. I fucking love them. Yeah. And man, I fucking love that shit now. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm starting to build uh, my own board. Oh, awesome. As well, uh, and it's kind of it's helped. It's going to, well, we haven't actually, we've just, I, I've been getting the timber sorted basically at this point as, as cheap as I possibly can because I don't really want to waste a lot. Of, like, I don't, I, I want to DIY this as much as possible. So I'm like 
breaking down pallets at work and shit and yeah. like taking them home so we can start building the base and whatnot. And the guys at Lumberpunks uh, let us take a bunch of their old used boards that they get rid of. Yeah, awesome. Because how it works is that I'm going to have the backboard of it and it's going to be vertically like it's going to have like six or seven vertical planks going across and then those shit boards which is the ones that i got from lumber punks out of the bin they're going to be the ones in the backboard that i nailed the good ones onto yeah yeah that go across uh horizontally or no i should have it the other way sorry horizontally backboard vertically for throwing because you don't want to throw against the grain it doesn't work like that it doesn't work that well or it's not as fun i should say yeah okay and um, yeah, so it'll be ver- uh, horizontally uh, across and then vert- vertically across. So, yeah, shit boards on the back and then the good ones on the front. And so I've just been scouring around looking for the cheapest places or even just like, you know, doing the old... wood, yeah. Just go on looking for wood, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And it's gone along quite well. I've yeah. Paid, paid ab- like the most I've spent so far is like 15 bucks. Sick. So it's... It's we're on to that point now where we're going to start like getting the the building happening to it like and it's helping my it's going to help my old man and I bond I think because like he's from that old school generation that don't really talk too much yeah and it's just you know I I love him for it like he grew up on a dairy farm yeah right you know so he's he's an old school farmer Proper what do you old man like. yeah like what do you expect yeah you know, he only says shit that needs to be said and more often than not you'll just Mm. you know mm. that's that's not a bad trait though i, I kind of support that <laughs> no right he, he was never he was never really a dick you know so I, I can't really fault him for that i i, I do uh the conversations if he if he, it's it's hard though he's not really into the shit that i he didn't he didn't grow up around like metal music and shit you know? yeah so he, he never really uh, took on to listening to what I listened to. So it's just one less thing that we didn't bond with, but like sport and cricket and um, like just general, anything, generally anything to do with building shit. Bloke shit. <laughs> yeah, you manly man. Yeah. Uh, he He's all for that. And yeah. so that's, you know, that's just, I guess every, every family's kind of got that one sort of, like sheep in a sense, yeah. You know, which was me. Like uh, I was the guy that listened to the the metal music. From yeah, a, you fucking weird. No. How do you understand what they're saying? Yeah, you don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> like that's not even their real hair. Like shut up, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming. That's not even from the old man. That's from the brothers. Yeah, you right. Know, that you grow up with and shit. It's oh, normally your stereotypical older brother would be the one like showing you that sort of stuff. Yeah. I guess, oh, but. see. He got me, like, I'll give Josh credit, my oldest brother. He got me into Rage Against the Machine, so. That's a very good starting point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, like, Jurassic 5. Oh, and, word. And um, fucking, who else? Like, uh, Audio Slave. He was, like, that sort of generation of music. Yeah, yeah. So, like. It was just, can't find him. That's what got me into Rage and all those guys. They're, they're fucking awesome. Um, and never, I was never really, I've never really been much of a big hip hop fan, but like Jurassic Five were fucking sick. Oh, you don't, yeah. I don't think you have to be a hip hop fan to like them. Like, they're I just, know, they're I just know. a good energy. Yeah, as, like, as I got older, I, I realized, like, no, no, everybody fucking loves Jurassic Five. Yeah. You know? What's Golden was the first song I heard from those guys, and I was like, oh, this is tight. <laughs> Speaking of fucking manly man, Charlie Tuner's voice. 
<laughs> yeah, a right. Deep booming voice. It's recognizable Jeez. anywhere. Yeah, I I appreciate anyone who can have that just naturally low voice because you're just like, oh my god, it sounds like you're putting it on, mate. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Uh, it's good shit though. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do a, a full 180 though, um, and go back to uh, Trent because yep. I forgot to bring up at the time as well that. There's also been a, uh, a, a benefit show announced uh, yeah. this weekend because uh, this will come out. We're recording Thursday. I'm bumping this one up to be released tomorrow, a.k.a. Friday, today, and the benefit gig's on Saturday yeah. as well. And that's going to be uh, at, un- at the Common United House. Common House. Yeah, yeah, Unite Common House. In the Valley. And that's got Goon, Goon on the Rocks, Toy Entrapment, Resin Tomb and Shit Grinder. Fucking love Shit Grinder. Yeah, that's just a stellar lineup straight off the bat. Like, oh, so good. And I love like, the boys in Entrapment. So I've, it, I've got my, I've got my boy this weekend, but I'm still going to try and make an appearance. Good man. Um, and even if I don't make an appearance, I'll pay, I'll pay twenty bucks for a fucking ticket. And yeah. If someone, if it gets sold out, I'll give it to someone else. I don't I care have. as long as the money gets, as long as I can, you know. That's that's again, that's my contribution. Like, yeah, that's, I got my shit to deal with and. Do like uh, you know parenting is first and foremost to me right yeah and it's there's there's no sort of like nah fuck it i'll just make an appearance so i said i came or whatever. yeah no nah, fuck no one's no, no one's trying to take away like you and your son's time like, exactly right you yeah know, so and, and that's 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 literally it, like my point from before like it's something as small as just buying a ticket and even if you can't go and just giving it to someone else yeah that's something that helps like that's 20 bucks towards the rileys that's 20 bucks towards kaya like transmissors that's yeah helping with costs for the search or whatever like whatever it goes to mm. like yeah you're doing something then and that's yeah just for whoever's listening like that's just as little as it takes even if like just something yeah exactly mm. right and also a big shout out to um pip and adam uh, and who, oh, who else? Who else? Uh, Parliament Skate Shops yeah. involved in it as well. That's yeah, right, so, yeah. So Pip from Black Blood. That's right. Um, yeah. Adam Team Glasses as yeah. well. Uh, Adam and Tegan, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just good bunch of dudes putting and a good bunch of bands for a good cause. Yeah. So I mean, like you, if you're just into that music at all, like you don't have to have anything to do with Trent or the Rileys or skating or whatever. Or mm. if you're just into that music. Your your ticket donation helps regardless. So. Yeah, and to be put on such short notice too. Yeah. And I think the last I saw, oh, pardon me, smashing down the super dries at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was a 50% sold, like, and this maybe at like four or five o'clock today. Yeah, that was, was the last I saw. I haven't really checked the So I better fucking internet, hurry up and get a ticket, eh? Yeah, Shit. like, I jumped on it straight away because I, mm. obviously, like, because of the cause and the people I know and, a lot of people in those bands like this is one of those ones that will just go like mm. tickets will go like this and this will be written this will be officially now resin tombs first show too yeah about was, time eh? Like. i know that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's been one one fucking postponement after another because i think i think there was a couple more tickets released for that one too i gotta fucking see how much money i have actually to spare for fuck's sake that drone money fucking life man i hate it yeah um, yeah, because I want to. I, I want to go to that one too. Because also, fucking Shackles haven't seen them since they dropped their new release, and mm. I've seen them so many times too. Like Mark and like the guys from Shit Grinder uh, from Shackles as well. Yeah. So you know, uh, just good bunch of people and getting behind a fucking good cause too. And yeah, so I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna get to one of them. Fuck it, yeah. You know, so it's. 
that's just a matter of principle for me. <laughs> It'd be rude not to, really. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, big shout out to Team Glasses and Black Blood and Unite and Parliament Escape yeah. Shop as well for putting that on. And if you've if you've got if you've got the coin, um, you want to come and see a bunch of sick fucking bands play. Uh, this Saturday at uh, Unite Common House uh, from, I think, Doors are at 7, about 7 o'clock uh, onwards, I think. Could be, yeah, I don't actually um, check the times. I, th- I think it's it's either 7 or 8 o'clock. Off mm. the t- I think it's going to be, if there's five bands playing, then it's going to be 7, I think, otherwise it'll go too late. Yeah. Uh, and so it, you can also check out, is there still that GoFundMe page running for it as well? Still going, yeah. Um. The link's in, it'll be in my artist bio as well. It's in my personal one. It's in a fucking a shitload of people's mm-hmm. um, yeah, Instagram bios. Um, I think it's in the Parliament Skate Shop one. Um, might be in the Yard Dogs one as well. A few others. It's it's pretty easy to find anyway. Like, yep. you literally just Google search, like, Trent Riley GoFundMe. Okay. You should yep. be able to find it. It's, it's ra- they've raised over 50 grand already, which is just phenomenal. Like That's insane. In a couple of days. So, That's, and, and that... That's weird too, because that also blows my mind in the fact that you're getting those posts that are saying like locals haven't fucking heard anything about it. Yeah, but like how how do you think you raise fifty thousand dollars in such a short amount of time? Unless like people are dropping fucking five ten k. I I mean I, I don't know. I don't I don't run the thing. It's it's not my business to know who's donating what. It's just the no, fact I, that people are is sick. Yeah, sick. but like that. But that's that's my thing, right? Like mm. it's that. In a, such a short amount of time, so much money has been brought into this. Like again, it's it just kind of blows my mind the fact that there's still like local people that haven't heard about this. Yeah, yeah that's right? yeah, that is so crazy to me. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's a a weird sort of algorithm topic or some sort of shit, right? Like exposure online or yeah, you know, the fact that you know maybe the fact that some some, some of these locals are the ones that don't stick to online shit right and yeah. then so obviously media coverage has only been like a one and done sort of reminder yeah, that it's been on or and no one's caught it or some shit you know yeah which is definitely possible but like again like that goes back to just spread the word as much as you can like yeah, yeah. and again to you know how today's society especially has become more online based too all that shit is a lot easier. You know, it's at the click of a button, you can donate the money. Yeah, like exactly. It's, like, it's, yeah, so it takes you literally a few seconds. Type in some details, type in how much you can afford to give. Mm-hmm. Bang. Like, look, there's, there's plenty of, um, plenty of support for this in so many ways. And it's really good to see. And I think another one, there's also a Facebook group, I think, as well. Yeah, that's, that's going um, to, yeah. I don't, I don't use Facebook, so I've never actually, like, seen it but i know from just like being down on the boat ramp that's sort of the main hub for online information for like people who want to come volunteer to help yeah so from from what i know like oh yeah I, again i don't yeah use it but um yeah just it tells you all the updates of where where people are going to be searching okay. what to look out for like there was today i saw like I was sort of just sharing screenshots that I've seen of other people from that Facebook group mm-hmm. of um like there was a warning about a lot of sharks sort of frenzying in the area. So it's just I did sort of, see something about that. Yeah, because yeah. the last thing anyone wants is like another fucking rescue. Like yeah, right, um, or someone being taken by a fucking shark. Yeah, yeah. there's plenty of bull sharks in that river. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I've, I saw some stories from some mates today, like on kayaks, and there was literally like a fucking school of like I'm guessing bull sharks. Like fucking, yeah. you could hit them with the paddle. Fuck like, yeah, and that's just. 
again, like I know that's fucking dangerous shit or whatever, but that's like the lengths people are going to to like close mate to Trent and stuff. So like, yeah, mm. yeah, and it's also a kind reminder as well not to fucking swim in the Brisbane River. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah. there's people like, oh, there's no bull sharks in there. No, there's bullshit. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking bull sharks in there. Yeah, all right, and you know they're one of those kind of species of shark that are able to actually go between salt and fresh water and they love the fresh water and they yeah. can't see shit so they don't discriminate what they're biting like. no no they're they're like one of the most aggressive well out of like the top 10 dangerous sharks in the world they're the most aggressive yeah out of them all like they might not have the biggest teeth they might not be the biggest shark mm. but they are the most aggressive out of those fucking top 10 yeah they right? don't give a shit what they're attacking like they don't and it's you know they've been they're in fucking the logan river for christ's sake yeah you know i've 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 come across I'm pretty sure it was I I just seen the outskirts of what looked like maybe a, a, a one a bull shark catching a fish or something in the water because you know how like you'll hear that big splash sound yeah, yeah. like a tail flip in the water or some shit like that it's like a cartoon I've, bar fight like I'm just, just coming down to the jetty at this point and then yeah I, I I saw that in the corner of my eye down just maybe 30 meters down the river sort of thing and I've gone fuck that yeah no way you know like there's there's no way like i don't even want to throw my fishing line in right now yeah what if i catch a fucking what am i gonna do with this (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's gonna pull me in and i'm gonna get fucking taken yeah i don't even want to like touch it to get it back Mm. in the river like and i'm and i and i have a psycho love for sharks like oh they're fucking beautiful creatures my and okay Maybe it's a lie. If I if I had the chance, I would be a marine biologist. If I could be, that yeah. would be a fucking thing. But I also want to. My ultimate dream is to free dive with a great white. That's what I want to do. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah, because I know you can do them in the cages and all that, but I don't. I don't like that. I don't like one for me to be in it, and also uh, a lot of the methods that they use isn't really sort of ideal like if you're using chum mm. to to lure them in right what are they going to associate that smell with what they see in the water yeah they start seeing people with that like yeah they're going to see oh this per when i'm around this person or when i see that sort of shape in the water like a humanoid shape i'm going to associate fucking fish blood and like what i really enjoy yeah so i don't really want to like continue that sort of uh tradition of using chum to attract them i'd rather i'd rather get in the water with them like put on one of those electric uh fucking i've seen them done before where they have like these electric suits or whatever that they put on that like emits like a oh yeah, uh, like shocks them if they touch it sort well of thing, it's like. more so like if they get too close because their noses yeah. are like a thousand times more sensitive than ours right yeah. so those little sort of currents electric currents in the water uh, they feel that like we we went we don't notice it at all, mm. but it's screaming out of the top of their nose. Oh, okay, thing, yeah, right? okay, so, yeah, yeah, right. So their senses are. That's why they can smell shit from like fucking yeah, kilometers, kilometers away. Yeah. Is just because they have such great sense of smell and and sensitivity there too. Um, so that's you know, fucking. I just love it. Yeah, I just love. I love. I love great whites. They're oh, just they're so fucking cool. So fascinating. Like just the fact that you know, like the top, like they're they're purposely designed over over nature to like how they how their body looks, like the white underbelly and the dark overtop, like of how that. So just imagine when you're looking down, mm. right, and that's all you can see on the top half, right? Yeah, it's the that's how they've adapted to nature. The white belly, right? 
when you're looking up towards the sun, yeah, yeah, how hard's it going to be to fucking see, right? It, right? Like that's just how they've adapted to nature over time. It, it's just little things like that, Clever and girl. they're fucking missiles in the water too, like all different kinds of species, and like the mako sharks can get up to like sixty k's, yeah, uh, underwater as they're coming up to hit the fucking food. Okay. They get airborne and shit. The South African great whites, man, they are ones that they've done videos. You've probably seen them where they've got like great whites jumping out of the fucking oh, water. Oh yeah, and they're like yeah. the size of a fucking bus. Like yeah, most of mo- that's they usually go to South Africa to, mm. to do that because they're they're the ones. Or it's weird because like they're the same. We get the same species of great white here, but we don't really see them do that over here as to in South Africa. All the fucking great whites over there, yeah, they're just launching themselves out of the water. But then again, they have more seals over there than we do. I think, yeah, like I'd say they've so, got a like bigger population of seals in certain areas, and yeah, that's how they would hit them. They were dragging out this like dummy fucking uh, seal thing, and then that's how they were uh, getting like the they had like computer equipment, all that tech technological shit to like register how hard the bite is and all that crap as it's coming up to hit it and whatnot. But like, it's, yeah, right. it, you, they had a camera attached to it as well. And you, you don't see the fucking shark until it's about to hit you. Yeah. Like true. That's, Cause it'll usually get maybe about like 10, 15 meters below you. Yeah. And then it'll, it'll be like, all right, now's the fucking, here's my moment. And then it just pretty much shoots straight up. Yeah. With, like, just so much power behind it, and it just goes, fuck you, out of the water. Fuck. Could you imagine something like that hitting you? Like, that's why, you know, like, s- the surface stories and shit like yeah. that. Like, where they tell about their stories about being, where they're like, oh, I felt like a fucking truck, or whatever that hit me. Now, you imagine if that's one of those fucking South African sharks that are coming out of the water hitting you. You don't going, even have time to imagine it. <laughs> oh, no. And it's, you know, again, props to the surfers. My my knowledge and and uh, of sharks would just that's my I would be too fearful of going out there and just surfing on the regular sort of thing. Yeah, you know, because I just I would overthink that too much. That's that's my biggest crux is that I overthink a lot. It's just one of the things that I deal with with my head and shit. Oh, so like I'd it. be I'd be out on the water and I'd just be constantly thinking, oh man, oh man, I saw a shadow. Yeah, I saw a shadow. I can't fucking do this. No way. But then. I would still be wanting to fucking get in the water and swim with them, right? As long as I can see them. Yeah, yeah. You know, as long as I can see them, I can see what's going on. Yeah, I feel like they're one of those things, like if if they're in their element doing their thing and you're just kind of there as a bystander observing, even if you're in the water with them, they're not going to yeah. care that you're there. They're like, oh, there's a shitload of fish down there. I'm going to get that. Like, yeah, that's that's my feed, bro. Not yeah, like you, it's when it's already you fucking that, get near me. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know shit about them, but I just imagine that like if they're fixated on that thing, they don't have like I'm assuming they don't have the capacity to be like oh I wonder what this other thing is it's kind of minding yeah. its own business but up behind me is like yeah oh dude it's 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 a different world I love it and that's why I just get sucked into it and like sends sends me off on a fucking tangent like this oh you definitely um, should be a marine biologist <laughs> well just I just need to be back out on it. like I've got a boat license and everything fuck um. Don't have a don't have a boat though, so that's pointless. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of um, getting back on topic though, you used to play in Siberian Hell Sounds back in. Um, uh, how, how long ago was that? I left in the start of 2014 because I moved overseas, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Okay. And um, that's pretty much the members of Resident Tomb is almost an identical lineup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, 
I, I, few I never, alterations, but I, I never, I don't, I think I've only, I only ended up seeing Siberian maybe once or twice early on, but I, I don't really, I can't really remember. I think I'm pretty sure it would have been at uh, Louis. Did you ever play? Yeah, Charlotte we Louis? played like Louis quite regularly. Okay, that's probably um, where I saw you before. Yeah, pretty much just like did the regular Brisbane circuit, like Crowbar and Fat Louis and all that. And then when I was in the band, we did one sort of little bit of an East Coast tour, mm-hmm. and um, then a few just like one-off shows interstate. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But um, they they went really well. Like in the years I was gone, they did Europe twice, I believe. Yeah, fuck once, yeah, definitely once. I can't remember if there was a second one. But um, yeah, no, they they put out some good shit. Like I'm still a fan of them, even though I'm not in the band anymore. And like, yeah. I don't know if they're really active anymore. I don't think so. But no, I, I, bought, like, I don't really think so. Indefinite either, right? hiatus, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. Unless something fucking comes along that decides to spark the reunion. I yeah. guess you know. But no, okay, cool. So. How long have you actually been doing like the the vocal like vocal duties or like um, when did you start thinking that you could scream and sing and shit? Uh, I still don't know if I can or not that yeah. well, but like <laughs> I give it a crack. But I probably like I think two thousand and nine was like I mean I've always been interested in it, mm-hmm. and I was like I could never really like had the like a fucking attention span to com- like to commit to learning an actual instrument. So like I played drums in high school for a few years and I was like I was quite good at that. Like and I was I was pretty passionate about that for a while. And then got over that because I couldn't like just couldn't afford it at the time being a kid and my parents couldn't really afford to just like buy me like fucking top drum gear all the time. Oh so my god, like, music gear is so fucking expensive. Yeah. So yeah. my mom like I think I'm pretty sure it was my mum and dad when we were camping one time. They're like, Why don't you learn the guitar? So then you can just like bring an acoustic camping and you can play it anywhere. And I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. And then I was like no, acoustic sucks. I want an electric guitar. And like, <laughs> so like, like started doing guitar lessons for a couple of years and like got to the point where I could just read tabs and just like play the songs I wanted to play. But again, just didn't care that much. Like mm. love, I, I love guitars and hats off to guitar players. Cause like most of the music I like wouldn't come, wouldn't happen without it. So, mm. but yeah, like I was the same with guitar. That, yeah. That's how I, I, I started getting lessons and then, yeah, I was reading tabs and shit like that, learning my favorite songs. Yeah. And all that sort of shit too. Uh, I never, I, I can't read sheet music or any of that yeah, sort of I, shit, you know, so I'm I not. I don't trust people who can, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like those who can just fucking do algebra like that as well. Like I don't trust people who can just fucking, who say that, yeah, algebra, man. Like I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree. Like, with you why am I solving for x again? Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I can work this out, but I don't think I'm going to. Yeah, like I've got better shit to do right now. <laughs> like, yeah, anyone who's like naturally good at that sort of shit, yeah, you're you're the devil. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, like the world would be a infinitely worse place without those people. Though, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, of yeah. course, right? They're doing the shit we can't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who do you know that like makes all this shit that we use every day? Like, I don't know how this works. I just use it. <laughs> yeah, fucking a man. So you never, you never really picked too much towards. Well, you did with the drums and for a bit, you did yeah. for the guitar and stuff. But then, what what brought on the the choice to try vocals? Was it because microphones are much cheaper to have rather than the instruments yeah and it was more yeah i guess i didn't really need to even <laughs> own a microphone like which i learned when you're in bands i was like oh i'm gonna have to buy like headphones and a microphone and shit and like I'm like hang on i don't need to own anything like i just venues just give me this shit like unless you wanted to have your own yeah like, i know yeah. i've never cared enough to like do that yeah and, um but um yeah it's just more like which is so fucking opposite <laughs> of my character especially in those years 
Like I'm quite a reserved person unless I'm drunk or high or whatever. Like <laughs> I'm the polar opposite. Like I just sort of will sit and wait to be talked to, I guess, or like just say what I need to say and then just, yes, yeah, kind of stand there awkwardly for a while. But <laughs> something about like when I'd like, yeah, I just saw how like a lot of people I knew in bands at the time or bands I really loved, like watching DVDs or like on TV or whatever. I was like, fuck, just look at their control over the crowd and like mm-hmm. just that energy they're bringing and like everyone's listening to every word they say, like, and maybe maybe it came from a lot of insecurities of like being a shy kid or whatever and yeah. sort of being someone that was overlooked. I think it was just like a sort of like an, almost an alter ego that I created. It was like I was a completely different person on that stage and I think mm-hmm. that helped me deal with a lot and like learn a lot about myself and what I'm actually capable of like getting up in front of people and just being like this is this is me. Fucking here I am. Fuck off like. Yeah. Yeah, and um do you did you find so well you found comfort that made it easier for you uh to feel like there was that sort of persona character in a way yeah because it was it was basically like a classic case of fake it until you make it like mm-hmm. um well i mean i did the time learning to be a like heavy vocalist or whatever but just the actual stage presence itself was totally faked at first and forced mm-hmm. but and then you do that enough times it becomes natural i guess and it's sort of and that sort of started translating into real life for me as well. I was like, oh, I can just like, I can lighten up a room or whatever and I can just get someone's yeah. attention if I want to talk to them or whatever. And like, I don't have to sit there and hold myself back because I'm the only one who's making myself feel like this at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. people aren't really, I'm, yeah, again, like like you said, it was just like a, like really overthinking just every like basic social interaction and things like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, once I was forced to be up on stage and that, I used to get like, blackout drunk for shows like i was so nervous and that's how you would cope doing it yeah that was was a a really unhealthy coping mechanism but i'm not gonna say oh no it's okay yes we're adults here oh yeah yeah it's a hundred percent unhealthy coping mechanism and i still love to party like a motherfucker but like i but i know that it's and i know where there's a time and a place for it and yeah 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 of course yeah back then it was sort of like i had to do that to get through it and then yeah that was sort of part of it it just became more natural and then i'd just go up there sober as anything and just be like Mm -hmm. i'm sick i can just do this like these people are already there looking at me like i didn't make them come to the front row like i'm not not one of those i've I've never been one of those like we are this band like fucking get the fuck up the front like (laughs) i mean cool if that's your thing i'm just like hi-hat counting let's go like yeah you just yeah, enough small talk. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, like, yeah, you hear for music. Like, yeah, I'd listen to a podcast if I want to hear people talk. Like, of course, yeah. yeah. And like, you want to listen to music, you listen to music. Yeah, mm. of course. It, it's a very strange dynamic, music. Yeah, I think because yeah, like you do. There's so many emotions that get thrown about it, and then when you talk to the person that is creating all those emotions, and sometimes in some instances, you can have those strange cases where they will write some very fucking meaningful heavy shit yeah and they're just like eh, I thought it up yeah you know like fucking what yeah but it like whether they want to admit it or not whether they even realize it or not it definitely comes from a place within them yeah like even yeah. in siberians for example like the most i guess successful in quotation marks band i was in um it was all just we just made our own mythology up for the first couple of eps like i'm not sure if they continued that because i didn't, there was no lyrics available to see if they continued what we sort of theme we had going. Yeah, it was okay. all made up shit, but it was still, I knew in myself that I was like, it metaphorically came from a place within myself and all that. And like, I know for a fact, a lot of bands, like even your death metal bands, it's all just made up fucking gory, dark shit. Mm. There's still a metaphor and there's still a message in it. And if you, if you know what you're looking for in it, 
you'll find something like oh yeah no mm. what um what i what i meant before was just more to the point that some people can write some of the heaviest sounding shit or m- like most meaningful sort of shit but they can just do it like that it's yeah. it's not even really coming from a sort of place like they can just think up that shit oh yeah but and, it, like but that's yeah with my point that is like yeah. that would be coming subconsciously yeah something's yeah. driving you to do that in a way like it's whether you're thinking about it or you're not i feel like yeah, yeah. but you can also get people that can just like write fucking songs all the fucking time oh yeah right? yeah and they can just pump them out and like oh yeah this this is what sounds cool yeah whatever. sweet yeah let's just go with this like the fucking goon guys are pretty much like that as well they'll yeah. write a song and if it sounds good it's good they'll, oh we'll just, we'll just fucking play it yeah whatever yeah and so i'm trying to do fucking stewie but that's very yeah. very drunk Stewie, like yeah. three AM Stewie. Yeah, you've caught him at the end of the night. <laughs> Fucking idiot! I love him to death. Um, yeah, so it's again, it's all it all comes down to that sort of like DIY vibe for me. It's just there's something different about it. Yeah, you know, when you go see one of their shows uh, compared to just ones that have that bigger bigger atmosphere and audience sort of thing i'm not i'm not discrediting that in any way yeah not at all like they're they're up there they're playing those bigger crowds for a reason like yeah they have they have that audience Mm. they have a bigger audience that they can uh accommodate i guess in a bigger uh, venue uh like i wouldn't say expensive tickets but like more money for said tickets to accommodate for everything that's going ahead you know and then you get some fucking some DIY shows that are just like free entry and there's like six fucking bands on it or seven bands yeah. or, or, you know, even five, 10 bucks entry or whatever. And half the time, usually that's either to cover the cost of the venue or if it's an interstater, yeah. it'll go to the interstater. Yeah. So they can get back home. And people you know? are just like, you're literally just giving them a few bucks just to help them on their road. Cause they came there to play for you and you would like to enough to go see them. Yeah. That's all it needs to be like. Yeah. And Again, they're not trying to make fucking. They're not trying to sell out stadiums. Like, mm, I, I I do get the. I, I do appreciate the fact that some of these bands will go on to try and do that. Obviously, yeah. I mean that's where you, where where else are you supposed to start? Yeah, right? I mean give it a crack if that's what you're after. Like, yeah, there's, there's literally nothing stopping you. Like, it's very rare these days that you could start a project and it will already have some sort of notoriety and that you can make big bucks off unless you've already. Yeah, well unless if you've you've paid your dues and you've paved your way with like an, a a former project, exactly like. right. Mm. Uh, like you can think of Scott Ian; he's done how many fucking things, right? But mm. I, he wouldn't he wouldn't be a part of any of that if he hadn't have been back then with Anthrax. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the big fours they're considered, like yeah. a thrash back in that era that. I wouldn't essentially say started it, but it fucking made it known. Put it on the map, like you're right. Yeah. Thrash was pretty much the biggest thing in the world for a while. Like it was everywhere and in, in mm. every in every aspect, right? And you just see that fucking long hair, yeah. And you just you, that's the first thing you thought. Ah, oh, thrash band, yeah, like some shit. denim or a leather jacket and some long fucking scraggy <sighs> hair. You're like that guy likes thrash. Like. Can you imagine if the like the eighties, nineties sort of death metal thrash look made a resurgence in today's time. I would have no beef with that, eh? <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem with that either. I think that would be fantastic. Because you only see every now and then, like, the old one or two bloke that's just all out and, like, your denim Dan look and shit. Yeah. And just that, like, curly, fucking frilly, long-ass hair or whatever. You don't see enough of that. Wearing now. his fucking battle jacket to, like, family dinner and shit. <laughs> like, just, like, sleeps in the thing. Like, yes. Showers with it on, if he it, showers at all. I was about to say, <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. It, 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 they wear that to bed and it stinks out the bed. Yeah. Just, uh, 
they're just like, oh, no, it's just my natural musk. Meanwhile, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I love it. I, I, nothing but praise. I'm kidding. Because some of the best music comes from that fucking group of people. Oh, 100%. Like, they're know? the people that, like, they drive, they're the driving force of that shit to exist. Like, yeah. If you yeah. don't have diehard fans, you got nothing like. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's it's really cool to see I've well, I've seen like you know, like resurgence in like old school stuff, like cassettes in particular. Like I jumped on that last year and I've I haven't stopped really. Like everyone's starting to drop like cassettes now. Like they're the biggest oh, like, yeah. newest thing. And I've I been, love, I, Yeah, I've been on that since like fuck probably coming on nearly 10 years now of like I'm sitting on over a house deposit in like cassettes and records. Fucking like, A, that's what I want to try and do now yeah. as well. Like uh, it started last year just trying, you know, every payday just picking up maybe one or two sort of thing. And yeah. it's just been consistently like that now for and the that's, last that's year. And that's a sick way just to like whether you even fucking play the things or not. Like mm. I've got a couple of boom boxes which neither of them work at the moment but mm. they're on the list of things to fix. But right, like I, I still pick up the tapes because like – whether you listen to it or not, you're still given like five, ten bucks. Like they're an affordable way for you to have a cool little thing yeah. as a token of that band and you're giving that band a couple of bucks here and there. Like I usually say, whenever it comes up really, I always say that it's one of the easiest, cheapest ways to support a band. Literally, yeah. Right? It's like, you know, anywhere between four to ten bucks yeah. for a cassette. I've paid some stupid amounts for a cassette though. Like. Yeah, look, I, 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 I'm... Th- Next payday, I'm prob like I'm not going to go too hard out on like the quantity yeah. of cassettes, but I'm going to get a quality one. Yeah, because there's not I haven't really seen that many, but Violent Soho, their AOK oh, uh, yeah. album is on cassette. Yeah, yeah, but it's something like twenty odd bucks or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah I got so. the like Hungry Ghost one on cassette when they released that a few years ago. Yeah, and like just just for like yeah, all the records were sold out, and I really do like that album as much as I'm, it's not really my normal cup of tea. Hungry Ghost is a back good that album, album though, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, sick! It's on cassette, like, and it was. Mm. Su- I think it was super limited. I can't remember how many, but like, I was like, fuck! I'll-. Yeah, I think it was like twenty bucks or something as well. Yeah, I was like, right. Fuck See, it, worth it. Like, I I would be okay with doing like that as a one-off, right? Yeah. Like twenty bucks for a cassette. You know, it seems like a lot, but like, hey, if it's if it's a special one, fucking a. Yeah. Right? But at the peak of COVID, right, I was really wanting to get this Meth Leopard, uh, the new LP that they just dropped. Yeah. Woke. Um, and they, how stupid is this, right? I love the guys, but they're an Aussie band from South Australia. They didn't have a fucking Aussie shop. Right? Oh, just like through America or yeah, something? Like, yeah. yeah. So they had cassettes, but they're like, oh no, you got to get them through the States. I'm like, you're a fucking Aussie band for Christ's sake. Why can't you just mail me one? Yeah. I think it'd be like label issues or something. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And so if I wanted to get one of them sooner, they eventually got their own website and their own supplier. So I ended up getting one for much more reasonable price. But at the height of COVID, man, it was going to cost me like the cassette itself cost like six or seven dollars US. So maybe about 10, 10 11 bucks uh, conversion. Yeah. But the shipping was going to cost me like 60. Yeah. Yeah. So like all up, it was going to be like between 70 to 80 dollars for a one cassette to come from the States. I'm like, mm, nah. Nah, I I really want it. Yeah, I look. I am really gonna fucking hate myself if I buy this. Oh like, yeah, I've, I've I really want like it, that, like. but I am genuinely gonna hate myself for this if I do it. So I just had to put it off, and thankfully I did. Yeah, because maybe about two months later they ended up coming out with their own Aussie website, and I picked it up for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, and that's including shipping. So like you know, fucking patience. You know, with some things it can happen. It's you know? about you, but like. 
that's the thing. Now I'm just like constantly on the lookout for like even old school cassettes and shit. I just picked up a couple from the old man. You know, turns out that he just seems to be more of a Beatles fan than I realized. You yeah. Know? He's got a Beatles cassette. He's got like this mint condition readers. And this is, this is like one of those collectible things, right? It's not a rare one. So it's not too expensive like mm. or valuable i should say but it's still a lot of money right yeah it's this reader's digest discography vinyl collection of the beatles which he's only played once yeah right. he's only played it once and he's kept them all in the sleeves and shit so they're like virtually mint condition I've yeah only been played once they're worth something like like it's eight vinyls or something and it's worth something like 300 bucks yeah sick you know um that's fucking Cheap for a discography of the Beatles, like I know that, uh, that. I was thinking that that at first, like that seems, uh, like pretty cheap. But then as I looked online, and they're like, although it's a rare thing, it's not one of those super rares. It's a common rare. Yeah, thing, yeah. You know, so like people will pay money for it, but they won't go all out. Yeah, for they're it, not remortgaging the house to get it. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and that's the thing too, like vinyl and, and cassettes and all that sort of old school element to music is making a resurgence again. Yeah, I feel like just the experience of, like, as fucking much of a hipster as it makes me sound like, but I've, like, been thinking... Ah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, like, since I've been collecting records or, like, collecting, uh, buying records to yeah. listen to, like, it's the whole experience of it to me. It's, like, sit down, put the album on, you're physically lifting it out of the sleeve, putting it on there, you're seeing the album art blown up to, like the size of an LP, which you can have a better look at it. Yeah. Generally got like all like more information on the back, fucking little insert with like your lyric books and like a lot of times like photos and shit that you just don't mm. see anywhere else. And like, so sit there and flick through that while you're listening to the album. You're sort of like sucked into the world of that album. Yeah. And it's not like the digital age where you can just like easily, like you, you can skip a track on a vinyl, but with effort, you know what I mean? Like mm. you're not just hitting a button to skip a track. Like you're generally going to put it on and let it play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the only time you get an up to flip it over. Like. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look, I've I've really come to appreciate that now too. Like I've, you know, I'm I'm stoked at the fact that I've got three seven inches now. Like, yeah. I, I'm so happy with that. I picked up a a, a split one through Life Lair, uh, of blinded and fucking denial. Denial is still. Uh, I think they're still playing. They're a hardcore band from Perth. Yeah, like there's some pretty good hardcore over in Perth. There's amazing hardcore from Perth. Like you know, I did. I, I've I've only been over there once, and this was years ago. It's how I met um, Chris from Make Them Suffer. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, like the, the original bassist of Make Them Suffer back then. That's how I got to know those guys and shit. Was it was the first time I was over in WA. I gone to Sweatfest, which was like Parkway Drive. Yeah, so I remember so. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't see it in Brisbane. I was so fucking bummed. And then I was like, I made, I kicked up enough stink and I was like, um, instead of flying back from Melbourne to uh, Brisbane from this volleyball tournament, I went from Melbourne to Perth Yeah, and was over there for a couple of weeks. And I came back like just before Christmas or some shit. And that's, that's how I, I, I was like, well, I'm going to miss... I'm going to miss the Brisbane show because of this fucking volleyball shit yeah. going down to Melbourne, already having a fucking week away and having a good time in Melbourne. And then I found the I found a way to get myself over to Perth so I could see that show. It was just minus confession on it. Yeah, right. Know? And I wasn't too bummed about that because yeah. I'd already seen I'd already seen confession at that point a couple of times. And uh, they were pretty sort of whatever like they were just I, I wouldn't i don't want to say generic because it just seems like it's shitting on them but like they like it yeah it was crafter you know as well so 
crafter's crafter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? what? And did it don't like him? Oh, I'm just. I don't know. Back in my time, like in my early getting into hardcore days, I was mm. all about that sort of stuff. And like, yeah. But I sort of, as I got older, I sort of moved into the more like. Wait, are we talking about like the edge lifestyle, or are we talking? No, no, nothing no. wrong with edge lifestyle. Oh, okay. Like, um, just the, just that style of hardcore. I guess I yeah. wouldn't even know. Like, it's one of those things. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but everyone knows what you mean. Like, I, th- I think I know what you mean. Actually. Yeah, just yeah. like full, like just jock hardcore. I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's just. Getting in, to playing hard for, hardcore for the sake of playing hardcore. Yeah. Like, let's just play the fucking cheesiest, most generic fucking Yeah, like this, thing. this whole song is a breakdown. Like. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not fucking... Nothing, so yeah, again, nothing, not to like... <laughs> it's just like not my... It's, yeah, I'm sounding like it's worse than it. I'm just yeah. not a big fan. Like, but no, it's I, just but not my cup of tea. I, I totally... Like, because mm. as, as much as it sounds like shitting on it, but like every sort of... Even, even like hardcore is a genre on itself, but even within hardcore, there's like different kinds of hardcore. So many, like, you know, like yeah. it's not so much that it's like slam hardcore or this or that. It's just like there's different kind of ways that you can play it, and some people just make play it in a certain way where yeah. it just becomes. And it still has the core elements to be considered hardcore, I guess, or any weird subgenre, but like. Yeah, there's even in, even in their own subgenre, there's like a lot of bands I won't like of the same genre. Yeah, else, like, like the, they could be a band that plays with another band that you absolutely adore on the regular, right? Yeah. But like, and and they still fit within that same sort of uh, yeah, like they, sound. They, they wouldn't be out of place being on the same lineup on a show. But it's mm. just like I don't care for that band, even though it's a very similar thing. It's just like I don't know. It's just yeah. that all just comes down to your personal taste, I guess. So. I, I I'm the same. Mm. Like there were there were used to be bands back in the day. I used to love like those fest festivals that they did at Princess Theater and shit. Oh, so good. You know, um, Death Fest was as yeah. still always sticks out as one of my favorites. I was definitely and there. You I, were there at that one yeah, too. I yeah. definitely had like UDL smuggled in the bush out the front. Oh, like. did you? Yeah, I, I I never was one of those. I was never smart enough or knew anyone yeah. enough people to do that. I would have been, but I was one that knew. I, I was always one of those kids that, like, I, I started, like, smoking and shit, like, you know, doing the sneaky ones and stuff around 16, 17 when, mm. when I started to, you know, drink and do Come on, let's all be fucking adults here. Everyone yeah. started underage drinking at oh, some point, sure, yeah. you know. So when I started uh, getting amongst that sort of, like, change of lifestyle and shit, um, yeah, rather than the old drinking, because I think I don't at that point, uh, going from shows and shit, I'd gotten drunk once within like a year, and I'd yacked and shit. Like <laughs> I was like fifteen or sixteen or whatever, and I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, you know, I'd made up my mind at that point almost, and come a year later, it's like every second weekend at least I was getting shit faced, and then you know, and every second weekend you're like, I'm never drinking again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that just became the usual cycle yeah. of life for the next five or six years or oh, some shit. And some, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's well, it's not so much for me anymore now just yeah. because like I got so used to not wanting to have a hangover yeah, yeah. while trying to be a parent. Like that's oh, the yeah. fucking worst, man. You it got is, all reason to if, not do if, it. Like. If you think it's like frustrating when people are talking to you, like just imagine like a, a mini you doing it, yeah, and you can't tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're just like, oh god, no, I'm never doing this again, never doing this again. So, uh, like, I don't even get that that drunk, yeah, or, or drink that much anymore at shows and shit. So, oh, that's a good thing. Like, 
I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like I need to at a show either. But like, I just, I just thoroughly enjoy it. Like, mm. yeah, I wish I could have done that mm. though. Like, that's what I mean. Like, you miss out on like little things, like you know, smuggling drinks into a show and shit. Yeah. I never did that. I was just one of those kids that managed to get a hold of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was the opposite. Yeah. Eh? Like, I just fucking despise cigarettes and. Literally until I was like, and just we probably was wouldn't have hung out then. Yeah, you know, you probably would have seen me and be like, "Fucking poser, <laughs> fucking smoker, piece of shit." Nah, <laughs> no, nah, I was never like militant about it. Like I wasn't some straight edge dude. Like, oh, dude, I, there's a funny. Do you know Ben Jarvis? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, he's got a funny story about one of those hardcore shows. Um, D's nuts and Louis nuts. Louis Nux played a show. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I was probably there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was. Uh, either I don't know if it was Ben smoking cigarette or one of the guys that he was with because mm. I hadn't I I was at that show but I didn't rock up until later or I don't remember seeing it happen. Um, but yeah, like he had like some sort of altercation with Louis Nux outside because he was smoking a cigarette or some shit. Yeah, and I think he's Edge. I don't know. I, I I'm not sure, but he was like fucking 15, 16 year old kids smoking cigarettes, like piece of shit or whatever. Yeah, and he probably remembers the story, but like that's all I can remember from it. Um, I always remember that sort of shit happening too. Like there was, it, it mustn't have been that bad when when I was paying attention to it. But like there was that whole edge core scene and like normal hardcore scene that was yeah. a total thing too. And I fucking hated hard like edge edge pits. Uh, oh, they were they were intimidating as a little kid. Like yeah, like and I think that yeah, it's like one of those sort of things as when you're exposed to it at a young age and you think that's the norm and you fucking hate that or whatever. That's just what builds up in your head over time, right? Yeah. And so that was for me with like like I love those. I love watching those like hardcore throwdown pits and shit. Mm. But like if you get anywhere near me and I'm standing near the edge, I'm putting a fucking boot in your back. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't like it when like I get it. Like stand away from the pit well i also want to get a fucking good view of the show yeah yeah you know so like yeah the know. pit should be kept to the pit and like a lot of people took it a bit too far and we're like purposely like crowd killing everyone else like i i copped that uh i copped that a couple of times actually um one was accidental i just wasn't paying attention i walked right through the middle of a middle of a throwdown pit when i'm just trying to go to the toilet and i got kicked in the head and like partially well, I wouldn't say partially knocked out but like I was concussed yeah you know I saw the old fucking white and shit and I was like where am I still managed to stay and watch the show and I just I didn't think of any anything of it then at the time but you look back at it now and you're like fucking hell man you should have done something about that yeah should you should have gone and checked yourself out for that um and yeah and I think another one was it wasn't it wasn't um Cal- uh, Caliban and her nightmare played uh, Princess Sita in like August or some shit, and not this year, obviously. Um, and her nightmare, even though it was a small show, uh, her nightmare are just one of those like proper fucking. Hardcore. Oh, they were huge! Like, yeah, what I consider like golden era of Aussie hardcore, like they're oh seven oh ten sort of era, like Carpathian, her yeah. nightmare, fucking 50 no, lines, yeah, fucking fifty lines, no apologies, fucking extortion. Oh, yeah. they're still around as well too. I think like, they're coming back. I hope so. Yeah, same. I remember it, it was like right before the whole fucking COVID bullshit. Um, they just they just um created a fucking Instagram page. Yeah, but one post and just like soon. 
Yes. I, I like, saw, we saw the same thing. Yep. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I was like a little oh. fucking girly squeal. I, I was like, <laughs> I've never seen Extortion Live before. Oh, man. Heard, you know, like I, I, I got onto them after the point, you know. Yeah. Like, and then you're like, oh, damn it. I missed like if I'd only known like a year before I could have seen them or some shit like that. Yeah. That was the boat I was in. I never got a chance to see them. So. Oh, they're yeah. my all-time favorite of like hardcore bands ever like, yeah yeah i got like everything i've ever done on record and like i think I've, i think i only got to store and see him about three times but like only well that's <laughs> yeah like, like i was sort of like just on the mm. late end of it at that at a yeah. younger age too like when they were sort of starting to wind down and touring a bit and like, yeah yeah i i i think i, I don't know like I'm not sure how long they say like the golden era of like all that hardcore was, but I know I'm, I know when I got into it, it was like towards like not the coming down, but like I was definitely past the midway point when yeah. I started getting into it. But still, I saw a lot of fucking shows at the princess theater. I'm so glad that it's coming back too. That was another thing as well. Yeah. That, I've actually like heard whispers of that. So yeah. Um, I don't know the full details of it, but yeah, like it, it's in conjunction with the Tivoli basically. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're they're behind uh getting it back up and running again and i i don't know yeah like i said i don't know if it's going to be in conjunction with the tivoli or whatever but like it's another venue that's going to be playing shows again and brisbane needs more venues right now too like we used to have a shitload we did yeah there's there's very few and far between especially for all ages like Mm. princess theater was where it started for me same man like that was like some of the best early shows when i was first getting into like going to more like smaller shows rather than yeah fucking concerts like, like i saw parkway drive there yeah yeah you know? was that the 08 did you see the 08 one? Oh, multiple times there like yeah, yeah. like of, of course right um yeah so many fucking sh- bands have been through that venue yeah as well right and like the ones that we still listen to now are, some of them are still around yeah like the amount of times for like 50 lines and shit there like 50 lines. I fucking saw Antagonist AD yeah, there. Yeah, don't know that. how many times. Um, Carpathian, I'm pretty sure. I missed that show. Yeah. I was pretty fucking cut about that. But I remember, uh, I think one of the last shows that was at the Princess Theatre might have been, um, what's well, the one that I remember going to anyway, it was uh, the Red Shore with As Blood Runs Black and oh, Before yeah. the Throne. And it, again, Antagonist AD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that must have been like that was around the tail end, and I think that was like 2010, 2011 or some shit like that. And yeah, okay. Wasn't much long after that that it just I don't even remember anything being said about it. Like yeah, just, just one next thing I knew I was like, oh, there's just that stopped being a place. Stop like, being a place. Well, it got I don't know I don't know how it all works or technicalities and shit, but like a Christian group bought it or some shit like that, and they just turned it into like some sort of like wedding events and uh, like yeah. dining and like. Those sorts of shows, like intimate things, yeah, like not no, no actual like music bands and stuff were like you know like those bands back yeah. in the day were playing there anymore. It was like if you have a ridiculous amount of money, you can hire this out and play. Sure. Yeah, and obviously not that many people had that amount of money. Like yeah. it's sort of kind of and every time I'd walk past it in later years, it's just like collecting dust pretty much. Yeah, like, yeah, and you're just like fuck, man. It's such an easy place to get to as well. Yeah, you I know? remember just jumping on like because I grew up in like Redlands, so we just jump on the 250 bus and get get off at the Princess like hospital stop. Like yeah, the Marta. Yeah, yeah. The Marta. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So on and on the south side for me, I would get on at Eight Mile Plains and go straight to Marta, and I'm fucking right there. Yeah, I would go all the time. You know, like, like, that's what made it so easy. Yeah, I, I remember ca- fucking. My first full-time job, I dropped out of school to do it, and it was, like, a bunch of bands. Can't, I can't remember to this day who was playing, but, like, I remember leaving, like, 
telling my boss I was sick to go home early so mm-hmm. I could get back in time to get on the bus and like get all the way in there and like do it. Cause I knew one of my friends who was like 17 who had his license was driving, yeah. but he was already at the show. So I was like, I'll get the bus in. He's like, yeah, I'll give you a lift home. And I'm like sick. I'm going to just pretend I got the shits and go home from work. And like, yeah. Yes. That's the just best. Just to go to a princess gig. When you saw a lot of the artwork back in those days or designs that the artists were doing for their merch and shit, is that was, was that one of the uh, sort of, inspirations that you got to start drawing more or um, is it to drawing more that's yeah or taking it more seriously definitely yeah like especially bands like i guess like not not locally but like black flag and stuff like that they have like mm. really they're really like themed like it was you could obviously tell the same artist did all the album artwork and it was sort yeah, of like okay. the recurring theme with like the simple logo and just like detailed scene of like pretty much describe what the album covers like what the album title was or whatever yeah and i found that same thing obviously extortion did a lot of like um I feel like they drew a lot of influence art- artistically from Black Flag with like their yeah, releases yeah. and their merch, and like Rowan from Extortion, the singer, does all their artwork as well. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple of his prints at home too, which are fucking unreal. Yeah, okay. but like, yeah, I just love that like themed like the same style that became recognizable. I guess was kind of what drew drew me to like push to like develop my own style. I guess yeah, that was. Well, it, I, I totally got, know what you mean though, because mm. like back in that. Uh, hardcore era, right? Like all that that the princess theater era, um, the type of like core shirts that they had as the designs, right? They always had that sort of like wacky, sort of like sludgy, slimy looking. Yeah, design. I know exactly what you mean. Now, yeah, yeah. right. Again, and it's like yeah, it's a recurring thing, and it becomes identifiable like straight away. You're like. You don't yeah, even like know which bring band. Yeah, Horizon shirt. They yeah. have like those yellow ones or some shit and it's like this really bright coloured shit in the middle. And yeah, like, everything's yeah. gooey and fucking diamonds and shit on everything. And like Devil Wears Prada, Black Veil Prides, like that sort yeah, of era yeah. of like Corey bands. Like they were all the ones that were using that artwork sort of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, that was never my cup of tea. It was never my... I went through a very brief phase of like picking up a few of those sort of shirts. Like, yeah. And even just like a lot of like brands at the time too, not mm-hmm. even just bands. Like... That, I think that was like a just a hot thing mm-hmm. at that time and like which is cool. But again, that's like I've got this thing for like collective, I guess, like of seeing things that are all fit. Like they don't have to be the same subject matter or whatever, but the style is just like, Oh yeah, that artist has done that or whatever, or that's just like I don't yeah. know. I don't really know how to describe it to be honest, but like Yeah. Well, kind of like you you want to have yourself more of a uh, a range of ideas that you can do sort of thing rather than stick to that one niche no i like i'm i do i do love having like a rapport or whatever you call it like a a resume i guess of yeah. different things i can do but lately i've sort of like i've been going towards like i guess nowadays in my art i've been going more towards one style that i've i feel is quite recognizable with mm. myself like anyone who sort of knows my art I'd be like, I've had a friend say it to me the other day. He's like, yeah, I can see things now. And before I even know that you've done it, I know you've done it kind of thing. Yeah. And okay, I was like, I yeah. like that. Like I found what my niche, I guess. And mm-hmm. and that I think that goes back to like coming from like bands like Extortion or Black Flag where it's like very definite. Like you, you could take out the text up the top that says Extortion or Black Flag or whatever. And you'd be like, that's either yeah, one of those two albums. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. I, get, I, I get you now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like you don't need to see who did it or whatever. Or like, yeah. You just be like, okay, I'm pretty sure that's going to be something like that or someone who's really trying to be like that. Like, I just think like I have no creative drawing skills or any of that sort of creative capacity at all. And so I really appreciate seeing someone who can fucking draw up a masterpiece in, in, in any way or even just draw. You know, I, I think it's one of the 
best skills out there that you can be as a passion or as a hobby Mm. that you can have. Like it, it just gives you the option to be so creative and create anything almost and you can use you're using your hands and just the ideas in your head sort of thing right yeah i feel like my hands are more just a vessel for what's in my head really yeah like they're just the same as fucking a guitar is to a guitarist like my hands is like whatever i'm holding to put pen to paper like yeah exactly. figuratively speaking is like whatever i'm holding as long as it's it's capable of marking a surface like i mm-hmm. feel like it's more just a vessel for what's in my head it's not about yeah. yeah, being able to draw with my hand or whatever, like, I mean, that helps, but I feel like it's my brain just, like, it's almost like I'm in a trance, like, it's just happening, like, yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm just, like, I visualize what I want to portray or whatever, and then I just let it guide, like, it just goes. One, It's like, I guess it's kind of like anything, really, like, when you get in a good rhythm at work and shit like that, right? Yeah. And you just, you know what you've got to do and this and that, and you don't want anyone to yeah, fuck you, with you you know what your end product has to be, Yeah. so you just do you just figure out how the steps go and if you like or you already know the steps and you just play them out and you're not consciously like acting them out it's sort of just happening like yeah yeah yeah. it's such a wild concept to me and i mean it just goes to show as well like how fucking psycho our brains are oh it's it's, it fucking blows my mind every single day like that's something i never the fucking excitement of that has never gone down of like every time i get inside my own head or just thinking about how people's brains work in general not even just my own like yeah yeah to start get, it starts getting really heavy it's like a fucking sober acid trip every now and then eh? like You're just like fucking my brain came up with this shit what the fuck yeah yeah and it's just like it kind of refreshes a lot of things in life for me too like i guess it is a really good escape but which grounds me in the same way like yeah yeah i'm just like holy shit like everything in life is so complicated and so amazing and like just because I can do that one little thing, like yeah. right then and there, I'm like, fucking, I can do anything, and anyone can do anything. Like, there's no limits. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. everyone else, do what you want. Yeah, yeah. It, it's such oh, I mean, not even fuck everyone else. Like, on uh, the complete opposite, I reckon. Like, just anyone is capable of like, whether it's drawing or whatever. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah. There's no limits. It's just like, holy shit, we're all fucking such complex beings. Like, yeah. And it kind of gives me that little bit of rejuvenation in life when I'm feeling a bit down or whatever. I'll revise that. Love everyone else. <laughs> oh, but also fuck them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it though, right? It, it's it's just one of those balancing acts as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It, and choose the the good and the bad and whatnot. Yeah. Man, look, I'm I'm just looking at the time and also I've got a I'm busting for the loo so bad now. See what I mean? Like one beer's got me going already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I thought bad. I was going to be a nervous wreck for this whole thing. So I'm like, see, I told you it's not too bad. Yeah. Once you get going, man, and then you just try, try and treat it as a conversation. Yeah. It's, it's a breeze, you know? And yeah, like, I don't know what else to say, you know? Like, this has been a fucking great time. I'm just really not wanting to wet myself right now. Yeah, no, you um, do, man. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is we're going to finish off the episode yep. with uh, a song from Siberian Hell Sounds that you uh, have your vocals attached to, like you were a part of this album or yep. in writing um, half or all of it, was it? Sorry, uh, lyrically, or, I wrote the whole thing. You yeah. wrote the whole thing lyrically, right? Yeah, okay. So, And this is probably one of your more favourite songs from it. A Cult Will Rise is what we're going to jam. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the backdrop behind that one? Um, so basically when we did the band, just to summarize it, sort of like we came up with this whole, like it was complete mythology. Like we just decided there was this actual hoax in real life, sort of like a war of the worlds thing. Yeah. Okay. And it was called like the hell sounds. 
And it was like this made up story that was like a radio prank, I guess, in the same way War of the Worlds was like where they drilled this the real hole got drilled, like the deepest hole ever drilled. Yeah, and I, mean, they, I know that story. Yeah, and yeah. they stuck this like devices down there to record vibrations from inside the earth. Mm. And then someone made this like fake audio thing that sounded like all these demonic cries and shit. And all these like Christians went up in arms like, oh my God, they've drilled to hell. Like, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So we just like found that, like we were just smoking a shitload of weed and we were just like, this is the funniest thing ever. Like, and we just made it like this dark, like tried to make it this like epic, like a cult got formed around the sounds and these people were trying to like get to dude, hell and worship it. And like, dude, I would have, if I had known and gotten onto you guys sooner and more often, I would have, you guys would have been like one of my number one favorites because I'm a huge fan of like concept albums. Yeah, the whole and band yeah. was a concept band, basically. Yeah, like, I love that shit. Like just telling a story. Yeah, you know, but in in music form. It's yeah. a wild idea, right? I just I I tried. I've re- I used to write them back in in high school, sort of thing, when I was like really into it and shit. And there's just something about like actually telling a story, but through song format. Right? Yeah, it's it's really cool. So I reckon we're going to have a fucking good time with this one. Um, before we head off, though, just a final recap as well. If you want to um, reach out and help in any way for Trent and the continued search, uh, you can read, you can search it on Facebook and there's uh, Liam's got it in his link and multiple uh, Parliament Scape Shop are a part of it as well. Uh, if, there's, if you have anything to contribute in any way... Uh, do what you can. Life is hard right now, I know. So make make do with what you can, if you can. And it it's not hurting to share the posts about uh, search parties or any sort of news about what's happening with it. Uh, every little bit helps. So do, you, do the best that you can and try and chuck in with that. I know I will be. There's a benefit show for it coming up on Saturday at Unite Common House which has got Goon, On The Rocks, Resin Tomb, Toy, Shit Grinder, and Entrapment. Uh, tickets are 20 bucks. I'm pretty sure, at bucks, the door. Yeah. Uh, well, not well, online, but I'm pretty sure at this rate they're going to sell out beforehand anyway. So Yeah, it's um, only a couple of days away, and it's already half sold. So Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to be getting on to that tonight. Um, uh, no longer in Siberian Hell Sounds. Sick band, though, but you're also doing Mats and Art, so you can follow that on Instagram. I don't, you said you don't have Facebook, nah, anymore, no so. Facebook presence for anything, but um, Which, yeah, fucking good on you, yeah. Um, I just got sick of it, yeah, dude. Like, uh, I, I'm almost at that point, I think, where mm. I'm almost at that point of giving up on that and just sticking to Instagram, so much easier, yeah, right. Um, and, I, and I'm more interactive on that shit, too. I tell everybody, like, yeah, uh, or anyone that I message or try and work out shit with, like, I, I am much more contactable on this just because it's an easier format to use. Like all you got to do is message me yeah, and then we can tee something up. Like that's, just, that's, that's how this happened. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking hey, let's do this shit. Um, so you can check Matt's and art out on, f- uh, on Instagram, not Facebook. Uh, do you do sort of commission jobs or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I'm open to commissions at the moment. Yeah. So he's open to commissions. He's got some pretty fucking cool, uh stylized artwork as well like his his niche is pretty fucking cool and i remember seeing the uh intro video that burnt tapes did morgo yeah he um teed that up for you too that's fucking awesome also shout out to morgs and burnt tapes yeah he kills it on every video he's done yeah he's knocking it out of the park love it so yeah uh i think i covered everything uh matt's an art your old band but i mean still appreciative of that you know just 
fucking good music. And um, yeah, keep your eyes and ears out um, for any news with with Trent and the Benefit Show. Um, be sure to check that out. Is or share it. Buy a ticket. Buy a shirt. Uh, buy a cassette. Buy buy whatever it is that that's up if you can afford to. You yeah, know, every little bit helps. Just want to get him home to his family and his missus. So. Exactly right, eh? Um, man, thanks again for coming on. I thanks really for appreciate me, it. Yeah, looking at so, a good time. So, thanks, man. So we'll play this out with a cult will rise.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.